sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Am I the only one who thinks this is totally insane? Rob, we're fighting theological injustice here. They're not using just weights and measures. He said we have 50 listeners. I think he's being generous. Read your Bible is interpreted by experts. Rob, are you as shocked as I am? It's nonsense. If you've given any money to this, you need to complain. You ask for your money back. I don't know about you, but I find this annoying. What up, and shalom. Welcome to the Rob and Caleb Show. The show where theology matters and scholarship counts and theology matters. My name is Caleb Hegg. With me today, Rob Vanhoff. What up, Rob? How's it going, brother? It's going well. I think I was the first first person in history to do a, a cheers with two TR mugs. Uh, well, you might be surprised, sir. Anybody ever done that? <laughs> or am I the first single person to, to do the cheers by myself? with? One now, that you might be. That you might be. All right. Well, what up and shalom to everybody out there in uh, Radio Land. And hey, I, uh, thank you everyone for being in the chat room. We got a nice little group in there right now. And uh, they're chatting away. So uh, thank you for being in the chat room. And of course, uh, you can send us emails, seehagatorresource.com. Call the TR radio comment line. Tell us what you love about us, what you hate about us. Give us topics. Tell us anything you want. And that number is 253-465-3205. I'll give it to you again. 253-465-3205. Tell me about your uh, your Sukkot, brother. How was it? Sukkot was, well, our Sukkot, where we are now, is a little bit the, 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 uh, the joyous part is a little bit tempered because we're next to our agreement with our landlord Uh is that um, if it's a weekday, like Monday through Friday, that we won't play music because there's where we share office uh, spaces. So on Shabbats, we can have loud music and, you know, no big deal. Yeah. So we've agreed to say, okay, so it was kind of a, you know, working with the limits of what we have. You know, yeah, keep going. Sorry, I didn't so mean to interrupt. We, so we end up, uh, when we have meetings there on feast days, it ends up being prayer and just intense Bible study. Do you whisper sing? We could. We could whisper Baruch sing. Baruch You know, you guys could do that, right? Oh, that would be really cool. We, <laughs> we just did. We, we haven't. We well, haven't see, I'm here for you, man. Uh, you know, my, my Sukkot was interesting. Uh, we, my wife really enjoys hosting people. I do not. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I, I enjoy hosting people uh, as long as it's a small crowd. You know, uh, 10 people, 15 people in my house, we're pushing the limits. You get, you know, 50 people in your house, all of a sudden it's no fun. And a couple, uh, couple years ago, we had, a, uh, we had a Sukkot party at our house, and the entire shul pretty much uh, showed up. There was about 100 people. It was awful. I absolutely hated it. So this year, the wife was like, okay, let's do a suka party. I really want to do one. We didn't do one last year. Let's do one this year. So I told everybody, look, if it's raining out and it stormed pretty much 
all Sukkot here. Uh, I said, if it's raining out, uh, ours is canceled. Don't come over if it's raining out. So then on Tuesday, we said, well, it looks like it's supposed to rain. So let's change it to Tuesday. So last minute, we sent out an email and we had about 10 people show up. It was perfect. But then, of course, my wife, uh, some other people, then we had people over on Friday, too. That was good, too. But then we, uh, my wife opened it up to everyone on Sunday as well. And once again, not a lot of people came. But we ended up having three parties at our house during Sukkot, which was good. It was, it was really nice. Okay. Well, uh, happy end of Sukkot and Sheminei Yitzhara to everyone. I uh, hope you had a good one. Let's jump in because this is going to take a lot of time. Um, we've been receiving some. Should we? I, yeah, well, should we play anything? No, I don't. I don't think so. We've been receiving a lot of email. Um, I've been receiving a lot of email about uh, a specific teacher and a teaching that's come out. And I didn't pay too much attention to it because I just thought, oh man, I don't know if I have. It, it's Matthew Nolan. Matthew Nolan has put out something about Melchizedek. And, uh, and so I, I looked at some of the videos. He's got like f- seven teachings on this, and they're all like two hours long. And I just thought, I don't have time. I do not have time to do this. Well, luckily, other people kind of did the work for me. I didn't realize this, but uh, Matthew Nolan is just taking from David Perry's work. Uh, now, David Perry, we've we've actually done a show on David Perry before and his whole idea of the Melchizedekian priesthood. And so I'm going to point you to that. This is also in your show notes. If you haven't signed up for our show notes, you certainly should. In fact, uh, I think that it's the best way to, uh, to to get everything. Anyway. I remember that, Caleb, because that was in either November or – was that November of 2014? I, yes. Did we record a show in San Diego? Yes, and the show that we did on Perry was right before that. Oh, right before that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, David Perry, well, here, I'll, I'll tell you what. In the, David Perry's written uh, several books. One of his books is uh, The Covenants of Promise. And uh, then the other one is Back to the Melchizedekian Priesthood. It's supposed to be like Back to the Future. I don't even, that, yeah, anyway. Um, so we brought this up, but we didn't, we didn't go fully in depth into this. Um, the last time we talked about this, uh, I would reference uh, show 51. Now, uh, David Perry, uh, this is also in your show notes. David Perry wrote a response to our show, show number 51, which I also put in your show notes. Uh, however, he didn't address anything. All he did was basically whine and cry that we uh, that we uh, came against his teaching. He didn't bring up any uh, rebuttal to what we said. Uh, this is uh, now I don't he might have revised this since. OK, because I have a very old copy of uh, of his of his first book this is what he's and people you know what about this uh, melchizedekian priesthood uh, that's being taught and I'll, I'll give you a basic rundown okay first of all of of what this is um oh so this i love this he says this he says uh, besides all that, you. this is uh, Perry responding to us. I grabbed a little clip of it. He says, besides all that, your Robin Caleb slander show, <laughs> that's nice, is now the third generation of this contest with David Wilbur, the second generation, interjecting himself being Jim, that's Jim Staley, the original first generation Staley straw man with nothing more than uh, coming from passion for truth further on the subject. Silence, crickets, why? 
It's as if Jim put D. Wilbur out there, a kind of talking Mr. Ed, run it up the flagpole and see which way it waves. Then you use third-party heresy stuff without even having D. Wilbur or Jim Staley, let alone me there. Okay, so I referenced uh, David Wilbur in, in, uh, on the show. First of all, we've never endorsed Jim Staley, ever. Uh, second, oh, he, and he calls it, he says, uh, did not give me a voice. This is not evidence in anyone's kangaroo court. <laughs> uh, that's nice. That's, Neither uh, is his degree. Yeah, well, strong words coming from a liar. And uh, I say that uh, with boldness uh, and, and for good reason. Anyway, um, so. What I hear you saying is that, that there's, a, there's a genealogy of this teaching, right? We can trace, we can trace the stream of this. Okay, but hang on just a sec. I want to. I want to read. This is. Uh, uh, this go. This comes from. Um, let's see here. Book. Uh, okay, so the book of the Co- the book of the covenant. They say this is the general rundown of it. Is that the book of the covenant is not uh, is Exodus nineteen five through twenty four eight. Okay, and uh, actually David Wilbur, I'll reference him again because he gives us a pretty good rundown of what this uh, this uh, this teaching says. He says this is uh, David Wilbur. He wrote an article, and and uh, this is also in your show notes. He says then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of oh wait uh, hearing of the people, and they said all. Yeah, all that the Lord has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. And Moses took the blood and threw it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Exodus 24, 7 through 8. Israel broke this covenant when they made the golden calf. Since Israel was unfaithful, God was going to wipe them out. However, Moses pleaded for them, and God decided not to kill them. Instead, God made a plan B. The plan B was to establish the Levitical priesthood. So before this time, this is not Wilbur anymore, this is me talking, before this time, uh, Melchized- the Melchizedekian priesthood, according to uh, Perry, the Melchizedekian priesthood was set up so that everyone was a priest. Okay, and once the golden calf incident happened, God said, "Okay, uh, this is no good. I'm going to throw all these extra laws on you." And this is what the book of the Torah, the book of the law, is called. And when Jesus died on the cross, then uh, and, and then basically uh, he brought back the Melchizedekian priesthood for those who would believe. So you're basically under the law if you're uh, under the full law of Torah. If you're, uh, you know, if you don't believe in 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 Jesus Christ, if you believe in Jesus Christ, then you're under the the uh, the book of the covenant. Okay. Uh, instead, God made Plan B. Okay. Uh, moreover, God decided to add the book of the law to the covenant, which apparently includes all of God's commands contained in Exodus twenty four twelve through Deuteronomy thirty one twenty six. When Messiah Jesus- Yeshua. Who are you reading again? This is David Wilbur. He's David giving Wilbur, us a, and he's giving us a summary of this other guy's teaching. Correct. So basically, he goes on. But the but the question is, why would why would uh, why would oh, and give the span again? That the the book of the law is what is the what, book. What? Of, yeah, the book of the law is twenty four twelve through Deuteronomy Exodus twenty four twelve through Deuteronomy thirty one twenty six. Okay. So, so like, love your neighbor, like the Shema. Love your neighbors yourself. Are done away with. Yeah, because whatever you, was in the if, book of the covenant. Yeah, because yeah. that's in the book of the covenant. So when no, 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 the book of the covenant you, is nineteen five Exodus nineteen five through the book of the law. Yeah. when they ask Yeshua what's the greatest commandment, he get, he says, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Yes, the Shema, right, and love your neighbor, which are in Deuteronomy six and Leviticus, which this guy says is done away with. 
Yeah. Right? Is that is that what's being said? Well, okay. Here's and and, and well, then Paul goes on to say this is the greatest commandment, and they say this is the Torah of the Messiah. Okay, but here, hang yeah. on, hang on, just a sec though. Wilbur's right on on this point. the 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 reason that they uh, the reason that Perry likes this so much is because he can't exegete the apostolic scriptures well enough to figure out what it's talking about. So because he can't, well, he shouldn't be. Hang on, wait, 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 wait. We'll get we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. So uh, the, the the problem is is that uh, is that basically what Perry is trying to do is he's trying to reconcile all of these places where uh, the apostolic scriptures say that the law is a burden or that uh, you know uh, this law is done away with or what he thinks he, you know uh, things like uh, the kosher laws in in uh, Mark seven and so on and so forth. Okay, so all these things uh, he he's able to now reconcile by just saying, oh, that's in the book. Of of the law, and we don't have to keep the book of the law because we're not under the book of the law anymore. We're under the book of the covenant, which is different. So it's very convenient for him. And of course, Matthew Nolan has taken up the charge as well. But first, let's just, uh, the one thing that we did, and you know, if you want to hear more about, about what we said about uh, Perry's book, uh, David Perry's book, you can go listen to our show, uh, show number 51. But this is in what his. What show number are we? On? What number are we on right now? One forty-six. So that was over, like, almost a hundred. We're, we're yeah. It, it was ninety-five away from from it, yeah. Ancient history. Anyway, uh, so this is in the. This is about the author. This is in the beginning of the, of his book. The book, book uh, the covenants of of what was it? I don't. I don't remember. Covenants of promise. The covenants of promise. Anyway, which is a phrase. He's taken that from Ephesians. Yeah, of course. And the whole book's on Ephesians. Anyway, not the point. So he, he's. Uh, this is this is what it says about about the author, Doctor David Perry, David L. Perry, Th.D. That's the Doctorate of Theology of Yah's Spirit of Truth Ministries. Graduated. Doctor of Theology in 2008 from the Center for the Study of Biblical Research at the University of Redlands, California. Okay, first of all, it sounds like uh, the University of Redlands, California has something to do with this. Well, I might have just called the uh, the University of Redlands in California, and guess what? They don't have a THD. They never have had a THD. They have never offered a Ph.D. at the University of Redlands, California. Furthermore, the Center for the Study of Biblical Research is not accredited. And the study, uh, the Center for the Study of Biblical Research might have just happened to send me, send me his transcripts. Which, by the way, uh, this is not work that you would do for a Ph.D. Uh, this, is a, this is what we call a diploma mill. First of all, he has a 4.0 in every single thing that he's done. They spelled his name wrong. Um, and there's not one Greek class on this at all. How, how can you get, tell me, Rob, how can you get a THD without one, taking yeah, one here, lick and, of and Greek? His books, his books say doctor, right? Yeah. Doctor this, doctor that. Um, yeah, and, 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 well, and you can tell... By his yeah, he uses um, he uses Strong's numbers continually, which it, yeah, it's sad. What is this? Twelve credits for field education. Twelve credits for field education. Really? Yeah, it's this is a sad situation. Parable methods, Jewish festivals. He got t- he got two credits for Jewish festivals. 
Yeah, and you don't know who. There's nothing about who the the teacher was. Well, he, it says it, it's, who his advisors were. What his dissertate? What his thesis? His dissertation was, and who read it? I mean, it's just there's no peer review. It says it says here in the in the uh, about the author it says CS one class is prayer book Hebrew. Yeah, I saw that <laughs> prayer book Hebrew. Hey, I'm going to teach a class called prayer book Hebrew. Uh, it's different than Mishnaic Hebrew. Prayer of course, book. yes. About the author also says CSBR, that's the School Center for the Study of Biblical Research, is an affiliate affiliate of the Jerusalem School, the Synoptic Gospel Society, and the Dead Sea Scroll Foundation. Now, I went on the Dead Sea Scrolls Foundation. Uh, they have no affiliates listed whatsoever. I have contacted them. Marty Abeg, a personal friend of mine, is on the board there. So we will find out if uh, that's another fib. Anyway, uh, you know, if you're going to lie about, about your education, this guy doesn't have a doctorate. He doesn't have a doctorate of theology. He paid money to get a, I mean, he might have taken some classes. But the way that this is laid out makes it sound like he got a, a bona fide uh, a THD, which he did not. So, right. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy deal. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so uh, once again, if you want to learn more about the you know this who David Perry is and everything is, go back. But really, the uh, the the shift now needs to come to uh, Matthew Nolan. Matthew Nolan has taken up and championed David Perry's Melchizedekian priesthood uh, teaching. And so, who's Matthew Nolan? Well, we're going to get into that here now. And uh, I I spent all day yesterday listening to uh, Mr. Nolan teach. My first introduction to Matthew Nolan. He now, let's start with this. He uh, he has a website called Tour to the Tribes. He ha, uh, he's down in uh, Salem, Oregon, is where the congregation is that uh, that he I believe leads and, and pastors at or whatever he would like. To say there, um, he uh, the very first introduction I had to him, he did a, a teaching where it was a parody, I guess. Uh, he dressed up like Rico Cortez and uh, had a f- fake accent like Rico C- Cortez and decided to mock him uh, in his in his parody. Um, I would I, I wouldn't think that the, I hope he does that with me after this. I hope that he I want to see him do me. That would that would be hilarious. Like, get the beard, you know, the vest. I want to, and I want to hear his impersonation of me. Anyway, if he does that, somebody send it He's to me. He's not going to, he could try to do me, <laughs> but unless he has a tour, a tour resource, resource mug, mug impossible. Yeah. He's not going to pull it off. Yeah, exactly. Um, sip of that. Anyway, so I thought that was obviously without taste. Uh, I'm not sure <laughs> why in the world a grown man would, would do that and post it on YouTube. Mm. And do it in front of a congregation. Okay, so why someone's going to watch our show today, and they're going to go, man, those, those guys are just ruthless, slanderous meanies. Okay, great. Check this out. Just, just, <laughs> just wait. Just wait. Let's uh, let's introduce ourselves to, uh, to Matthew uh, Nolan here. Now, I, I didn't pull this to mock him or to get down on him for any for any reason. I did this specifically so that you could understand that he's using terms that we don't use. So his name for uh, his name for God uh, for uh, Yahweh is different. Uh, his name for Yeshua is different. Uh, and so I thought that I'd start you off uh, by listening to this. And this is uh, just a kind of an introduction to to who Nolan is. 
If you're really keeping the Torah, my question is, why do you drape your... Oh, I'm sorry. That was... Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Wrong one. Here, here you go. They're the Zadokites, the true holy priesthood. But the synagogue of Satan... Has... Okay, that's number one. He calls Satan... Wait he a call... minute. I... He, ca he calls Satan S-A-Tan. Uh, not all the time. Sometimes he calls, he refers to him as Satan, but most of the time he it's refers to... he doesn't to... want to say his name. You think that's it? Either that or... Then why does he say his name every once in a while? Because he, 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 he breaks slips. his own holocaust. He breaks his own holocaust. Okay, so S-A-Tan, that's one that you've got to get used to because you're going to hear it a lot in this. By the way, this teaching is on the synagogue of Satan. It's a tanning uh, shop. It's on the corner of <laughs> First and Boulevard. Southern Southern Anaheim Tan. <laughs> anyway, okay, uh, so S.A. Tan, that's the first one you got to get used to. Now, hang on just a sec. Salem Avenue Tan. Thank you, Adam. Here we go. Priesthood. But the synagogue of S.A. Tan has now infiltrated further. And now we come to the time of Yahusha. There's the second one. Okay, so <laughs> no, hang, hang on just a sec. No, no, no. Now, let's, Stop. let's, hang on. Stop. Hang on just a sec. Okay, so... Stop. Oh, if you, if you tell me stop now, just wait, dude. Oh, um, my goodness. Okay, hang on just a sec. So, actually, I think I've got this figured out. He, he calls... He, so, Yahusha is actually Yeshua, but I think that he's taking that maybe from the Septuagint. I think he's mixing... Greek? Yeah, he's taking it from Greek? Yeah, like, uh, you know how Yahushua is the same as Yeshua in the Greek. It's all Jesus... So I think that I think that what he's doing is he's trying to mix Yeshua and Yahushua. Okay. This, this the, hang on, no, no, don't get, don't, planks. don't, don't. Okay, you know okay. how you're driving and check engine light, oil pressure, like my, the whole dashboard. I got you, but you can't, you can't get, you can't get upset yet because we're we haven't even started. Okay, I, okay. now uh, now the reason I pulled that clip was specifically just so that you you're ready for it because you'll hear this a lot. Throughout the different clips okay. that I pulled, so, translate Satan and Yahusha. Okay, so Satan and Yeshua is Satan and Yahusha, and I forget what he go, go, says for Yahweh. I think it's Yahuwah, or I I don't know. I, I forget. We'll we'll listen. We'll hear it. So I I wanted to give you a little bit of a base for what um what he's going to be talking about. It, maybe his view of tradition. Okay, and uh, David Perry runs a blog that's called Rabbinics Without or uh, Tradition Without Rabbinics. So they're kind of in the without. Torah yeah. Without Rabbinics. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, so here's uh, here's Nolan, and this is kind of how he starts this whole synagogue of Satan uh, thing. Okay, if you're really keeping the Torah, my question is, why do you drape your speaking table? with a tallit. Why do you wear a tallit? That's not scriptural. That's right. He's you right may as well wear a monk's robe and tie tzitzit on it. You may as well dress up as a Catholic priest and tie tzitzit on it. It's not a biblical garment. Why do you emblazon your congregations with the star of Rafam? By the way, I think that's the, uh, I, I believe he's talking about the Star of David. Why do you do that? Why do you call oh, Yahuwah Hash? Yahuwah. That, there it was, Yahuwah. Oh, the, okay, so he's like the 119 guys. 
the Psalm yeah. 119. Yeah. yeah. The star of Rapham. Yes. And Yahuwah. So we have Yahusha, Yahuwah, and... Uh, I'm not okay. Look, there's a lot of people out there in the Messianic movement that that uh, I like that uh, you know have some form of saying the, the the sacred name. I'm not trying to put him down necessarily. Uh, you know, I disagree obviously, and I think that's I think that would be clear from from just knowing uh, anything that Rob and I uh, talk about. But the point is, that I'm not putting him down for for the, his pronunciation. People have different pronunciation. Okay, that's fine. Uh, this is all peripheral. I'm just trying to show no, no, you no. what I what I think is if he's the fact that he's putting himself as a teacher, and he hasn't been a student. Just wait. Yeah, just that's the issue here. Categorize it's, this it's, as peripheral right now. Just just keep it as peripheral or uh, yeah on the outside. Like put it on a shelf of it doesn't really matter that much right right now. Why okay, do you, you call? Back, yeah. What? Go back to the why do you emblazon? The star I of see, see on it. It's not Very. a biblical garment. Why do you emblazon your congregations with the star of Rafam? Why do you do that? I, I do have to say, one of the funniest things about this entire teaching, because most of it's sad, but uh, one of the funniest things about this teaching is the audience in the background who keeps saying things like, right, right, yeah, or the Jews, or, you know, stuff like that. Okay, hang on. Why do you call Yahuwah Hashem, God, Adonai? Uh, by the way, I, I don't know if people realize this. Moses calls God Hashem Adonai. And, Hashem and Adonai. Yeah. Both. Yeah, both. So, anyway. If you're uh, keeping that's... the commandments... So did Yeshua, by the way. These things I do not understand. Why do you do the ironic benediction and replace his name with Adonai if you're really keeping the Torah and interested in holiness and commandment keeping? Why? Because the Talmudim of the Talmud do it. But it's not truth. It's not Scripture. The tali is no more kadosh than a oh. Tibetan robe. Okay, so it sounds to me like uh, you know this guy has some some issues, but you know, okay, we'll give him we'll give him a little leeway. So he is frustrated. Let's try to give him the benefit of the doubt. Say, okay, he isn't studied. He, he doesn't really know what he's talking about. In, yeah. in it's, it's, it sounds like he's lacking a, a certain level of education when it comes to some but of these things, but, but he's, but he's but trying. His, his beef is he's maybe he's seen a lot of people with rabbinic, rabbinic tradition yeah. with rabbinic tradition. Sure. And he's concerned that they're not discerning the difference between, um, like what Yeshua says, teach the difference between the word of God and the commandments of man. So yep. he's he's he seems to be wanting to come from that angle, but he's going about it the wrong way, and he has he's going to have wrong results. And as a result, he's going to teach other people incorrect things. This reminds me of Andre's awesome presentation at family camp of when what good does it when we want to promote the truth, but we use lies to do it. Yeah. And that's what this guy's doing. He's doing the exact same thing. He's he's using lies to try to teach a truth. Yeah. Is that too loud? 
No, no, no. My, my, no. We're good. Okay, you, you yeah. ready to dive into to what's really going on here? So, Nolan, uh, the reason I was contacted about this specific one, and uh, I have been contacted by quite a few people, is because uh, Matthew Nolan has an interesting, interesting uh, teaching on what the synagogue of Satan is in Revelation. And uh, Satan. Oh yes, the synagogue of Satan is in Satan or in uh, Revelation, and uh, so I didn't actually. I got I got a bunch of emails maybe a month ago, and I I've been leery to jump into it, but just on a whim I pressed play again the other day, and I came to some interesting things. The first thing that caught my my attention was this. And how did they convert to Judaism? Through the Luciferic rites of Talmudic Judaism. These were Scythian Khazars. Now, if we go- Okay, hang on just a sec. I got to get this up there. Khazars. Okay. Hang on. Scythian Khazars. Khazars. He's, he's missing his old... Oh, my goodness. Hang on. Hang on. The, the, these are all trigger points for me, because I've heard this before somewhere. Now, if we go back to Genesis chapter 10, verse 3, we'll find out where these Ashkenazi actually come from. Because Ashkenazis are not Shemites. They are actually descendants of who? Japheth and Goma and Ashkenaz. Ashkenazi was a descendant of Noah, through Japheth and Goma, they were not descendants of Shem. This is huge. Because oh many people will say, well, the Ashkenazis are Shem. Hang on, Sorry. wait, wait, wait for it. You're, you're stepping on it. Right, you're being anti-Shemitic. But hang on a minute. Ashkenazis aren't descendants of Shem, the son of Noah. They are descendants of Japheth through Goma. Okay, so I knew I knew I had heard, I had heard this somewhere. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and and wait, uh, wait, hang on, just a sec. So, thank you to the chat room for, for to Gary for running our chat room. Here's uh, he found uh, where Matthew Nolan's uh, uh, career essentially. It says Matthew was uh, initially taught and discipled in the scriptures at Calvary Chapel, where he served as a youth leader. Good gracious, save our well, youth! And a and a, a college Bible teacher. He first began teaching at Calvary Chapel to fill in for the senior pastor, and was later appointed to be an elder to run the college and career group along with all the outdoor adventure ministries. It was here that a lot of experience was gained in leadership and discipleship. Okay, hang on. I had heard this teaching before. Now, uh, what you haven't heard is that uh, is that uh, uh, the way that Cain came about is that, um, and this is in the teaching, the, the way that Cain came about is that, uh, is that Eve had sex with sexual relations with the serpent, okay? And uh, this, too, really rang some bells with me because I'd heard this before. And where had I heard this before? Well, first of all, let me read you this. Uh, Dr. Shauna Delansky, professor in the College of Humanities and Program in Religion at uh, Carleton University in Ottawa, Canada. Her doctorate is actually real. Um, she says this, she says, in the 19th century, defenders of slavery, slavery argued that slavery and the subordination of women were the logical consequences of the fall. And in the 20th century, the myth was reinterpreted to propound racism and neo-Nazism. 
The serpent was a Negro, a member of the pre-Adamite subhuman race, fit only for slavery, and his so-called conversation conversation with Eve contained more than mere words. Thus, Eve's disobedience and sin consisted of race mixing, and the result was Cain, progenitor of the Jewish nation responsible today for America's social and political problems. And that, that when I read that, I remembered. I remembered where I'd heard this before. The identity Christians. The identity Christians. Um, and uh, so if you don't know who the identity Christians were, they started sometime in the mid-20th uh, century. Their theology goes back even before that. They uh, really stemmed out of uh, British Israelism, and, uh, and they uh, have basically fueled a significant amount of the Aryan Brotherhood and other things. This from their website... Uh, now I'm reading. Would you like to jump in, Rob? Yeah, I just want to say I, I got to say some things. This is a message for Matthew Nolan. Oh no, you are the synagogue of Satan. You are the synagogue of Satan. You are incorrectly teaching the Word of God. You are misleading people through false teachings. People who don't know better. You need to go back to school. You need to. Confess your sin of pride and arrogance. Okay, hang on, Rob, because I'm going to hold off on the ro- the Hoff goes off for some of our later clips. Uh, this from the Identity Christians movement and their website. This is a quote: "The satanic bloodline crept in through Cain. Was Yeshua so unjust that he was going to punish these Jews for the murder of Abel if they weren't descended from Cain? Of these course Jews, not. It's just so." Twisted. It's okay, hang so on. But dark I, and I, I, I don't even. I don't. I know. Stop. So here's the thing. Is the here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that the uh, Christian identity movement? They actually use things like Yeshua, okay, and like Torah, and like um, you know uh, Yahweh, and these kind of things, okay. And Nolan is doing the exact same thing. Now I know you're upset about this, Rob. But here's the thing: is that we've gotten an. I've gotten over six emails now asking about how to defend against this. Let's listen to what uh, Nolan has to say. (laughs) This is where it really starts to get interesting. We haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet, Rob. So blood pressure medication, take it because you're going to need it. Here we go. These are words from liars. I just want our listeners to know. Well, obviously. Okay, here we go. So they get together the synagogue of Satan in Basel, Switzerland, 1897, under Theodore Herzl. And then right after 1897, what do you have? 1917. 1917, you have Zionism, Ashkenazi, and Bolshevism killing the Tsars. They go in and they kill the Tsars in Russia. And Leon Trotsky, who is funded by the Ashkenazi Jews on Wall Street and the East Coast, goes over to Russia... And they kill the czars and they bring down the kingdom of Russia. And in its place, you have what's called the Bolshevik Revolution. This is the synagogue of Satan. And this is in 1917. These are Khazars. These are the sons of Goma. Russia is taken over by an atheistic Bolshevik Ashkenazi synagogue of Satan, and then the USSR is formed under Lenin and Trotsky. Two 
150 million Christians are murdered by atheistic Ashkenazi Jews. Did you hear me? Okay, so obviously now we've moved into straight up like white supremacy <laughs> outlook. Okay, yeah, we just need to tell our listeners this: these are lies that we're we're listening to a teacher. Well, Matthew let's Nolan let's add, okay, yeah, but 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 hang lies. on, Rob. Hang on, Rob. It's easy to say that, but let's let's actually deconstruct what he just said. What Nolan just did was he just uh, he just uh, <laughs> blamed the rise of Stalin. And the genocide that went on in, in the USSR, he blamed that on the Jews. Now, this happens quite often from the, uh, from the white supremacists. What do they say? They say that Wall Street and the banks and uh, others, uh, other things, uh, Hollywood, for instance, they're run by the Jewish people. And so, so now Nolan has shifted from uh, saying that there might have been a Jew in, uh, who funded this or you know, something like that to, say, to saying that this whole thing was a revolution of the Jews killing Christians. So now he's placed uh, – now he's just saying that it's the Ashkenazic Jews who have done this. But it gets, it gets worse. Let's keep going. The Balfour Declaration originated Balflower. in the war. Balfour. <laughs> well, here's the interesting oh. thing. Here's the interesting okay. thing. But okay, the guy doesn't eat Balfour. You no, know, here's the interesting yeah. thing about this. Okay, is that um, if you go to the link, uh, the uh, Christian Identity Movement's uh, link, which is IsraelECT.com, um, and it's in your show notes. There is a. Uh, there is a. Well, there's a lot of different things that he says in this in this uh, uh, teaching that they've already written on on this website, which is a neo-Nazi website. Uh, General Patton's warning, he basically takes straight from that. I'm not saying that he cut and pasted, but I mean, he's essentially spewing the exact same thing. He's uh, and in what he's saying now uh, actually is in another one, another article that they wrote called The Truth About Auschwitz and the Jews. Uh, and this is basically what Nolan is is uh, teaching here uh, about about this. So let's let's listen. The Balfour Declaration originated in the War Office through the Zionist leaders, Dr. Wiseman and Mr. Soloclo, and it brought President Wilson at the time, the Americans, into the war with the Allies. The fact was, it was the Jews. The Ashkenazi, those who say they are Jews, but are actually Khazars, Talmudic atheists. I should say that Khazars, this is a, a buzzword uh, for the Christian identity movement as well. That brought America into World War I on the side of the Allies, and it rankled the Germans ever since. Okay, so it rankled the Germans ever since. Uh, this is going to be important in just a few seconds. So um, uh, this from the uh, this from the see he's uh, no no discussion about Hitler's uh, strange religious Aryan uh, oh just yeah like no mention. Oh, he's okay. going to talk about Hitler in a, in a few seconds. I got I got a couple of clips of that. Uh, this from the Anti Defamation Defamation League. Uh, the origins of the Christian identity movement. Now, I'm not saying that, that uh, I'm not saying that Nolan is a part of the uh, of the uh, Christian identity movement. He's not. Uh, at least I, I wouldn't think so from what he says about 
various uh, races being true Israel. So he calls the Ethiopic Jews real Israel, and and, uh, he obviously thinks that he's real Israel. Um, And, of course, the Christian identity movement doesn't. They believe that the true Israel is uh, the white Aryan uh, Germanic uh, Anglo-Saxon race. And so it's like he's taken the theology of the Christian identity movement without actually taking on the idea of white power. Uh, But this from the Christian identity movement, uh, mid-20th century origins date to the uh, mid-19th century background, a racist and anti-Semitic religious sect whose adherents believe that white people of European descent are the descendants of the lost tribes of ancient Israel. Uh, says the influence uh, who, in, who influenced the movement. Uh, this is what one of the things. This is why I'm getting to this though. It says that uh, well, one of the most remarkable developments in the extreme right in the United States in the past few decades has been the rise of the obscure religious ideology known as the Christian identity. Uh, basically, it says that they're they're uh, conspiracy theorists, and this also is in your in your show notes. I'm not going to take the time to read it, but you can definitely take a look at that. Anyway, okay, so this is really where uh, it, it uh, Nolan. I mean, Nolan's already drawn lines in the sand at this point. Um, but I hope that the reason that I'm going through all this is because I think that it should just be noted who Nolan is. If you're going, like, if people are really going to uh, listen and follow what Nolan's saying on the synagogue of Satan, uh, then I would assume that you're going to have to take his uh, his history as truth, and you're going to have to take his views as truth, like this one. How did Judea declare war on Germany through economic bankers, just as they are today? The just as they are today. Did you hear that? They are today. The German people, like I said, they were demoralized. They had to sell everything. And you wonder why, when Hitler came to power, he repossessed all of these properties and he repossessed all of this art. You see today in the 21st century all these films about, oh, the Nazis and all of their art. Well, why was Hitler collecting up the art from the Jews? Because they stole it from the Germans when Berlin was in bankruptcy. You see, that's the the true story. That's the true story. Okay. Nolan is a Nazi sympathizer. And I think that that clip proves it. Yeah. I mean, he's he's calling what is evil good. He's he's calling what is evil good. That's for sure. And what is good, he's calling evil good. Classic Isaiah, what is it, Isaiah five twenty? Woe to those who 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 say to evil good and to good evil, and to what is bitter sweet and what is sweet bitter. The <laughs> chat room. Yeah. If it walks like a neo Nazi and talks like a neo Nazi, and that's just it. Okay, he's he's sympathizing for Hitler and the Nazis with their art, as if they're right, as if their cause is righteous. Yeah. That's, I mean, it is the meaning, that is the literal meaning of a Nazi sympathizer. Nolan is a Nazi sympathizer. So, look, if you've got people in your congregation who are trying to bring Nolan's work to you, just say, oh, I didn't realize you were a Nazi sympathizer. Let's keep going. This is a good one, too. Later, Hitler saw another plan. It was called the Madagascar plan as the ideal answer for the so-called Jewish problem. Hitler wanted to get the Jews out, who he knew were Ashkenazi Bolsheviks. He wanted to get them out of the land of Germany and take them and bring them to Madagascar and set up 
that as a nation for them. Okay, this literally comes, uh, this is written right in this, uh, the truth about Auschwitz and the Jews. This is exactly what he says. And this was, this was uh, by the way, this was published, this uh, article on this neo-Nazi site, The Truth About Auschwitz and the, and the Jews, October 28th through November 4th, 1978. I, I mean, come on. And, of course, this neo-Nazi is, is saying that Auschwitz never happened. Um, and But actually, I have a question on that too, Rob, because I want you to listen to this clip Tell me if Nolan denies Auschwitz in this clip and if he says that it's Zionist propaganda. I could be reading it wrong. Chat room, keep your ears open too because I want, I want you to hear this. So what do we have? Brings us forward to 1948. We all know, finally, the goals of the Queen Bee, the synagogue of SA-10 is finally realized. All at that fermentation from 1917 all the way through to the end of the Second World War in 1945, 1948, we have the creation of the State of Israel. The goal of the synagogue of Satan, orchestrated through the killing of the Tsars and two world wars, finally finally comes to fruition. The plans of the Zio Bolsheviks, Herzl, Lord Rothschild and Trotsky is cemented in. And this is the age that we have been born into with Christian Zionism and everything Jewish. But we don't understand what happened before then. We don't look at Genesis chapter 10 verse 4 and go, where is Ashkenaz come from? We don't look at what happened to the Ukrainians. We don't look at what happened to the non-combatant Germans, 1944 to 1950. All we hear about is Auschwitz. All we hear about is all of this Bolshevik Zio propaganda. Okay, I'm going to play that last part for you one more time. Tell me if I'm hearing this wrong. Is he saying that Auschwitz is Bolshevik Zionist propaganda? All we hear about is all of this Bolshevik Zio propaganda. Right? Rob's done, I can tell. Rob's done. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to Melchizedek and why this is important for this, uh, this Nazi sympathizer's uh, theology. And the reason why is because the, the extra law is now the law of Torah, right? Now, help me out here, Rob. The law of Torah, the, 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 uh, the covenant of Torah is only for who? Those who don't have Yeshua, right? So that would be what? The synagogue of Satan? Am I, am I here? Am I like globbing onto this, right? You know what? I, I don't know. I, I just don't want to go any deeper in trying to figure out their, rash, their twisted rationality. Okay, but the point is that how how are messianics how are messianics and Hebrew roots people falling? I mean, the fact that I got emails on this, I don't understand. Are people wondering if this history is true? No, it's not. The history is not true because what he's doing is he's lumping an entire gr- he's, race he's, of he's people. Going, not only that, yeah, this guy has does not have a good education. This oh, guy does obviously not. not. A, he does not have a good education. Matthew Nolan, you need to get educated. You do not know. 
you do not understand history. You've read too much propaganda yourself. That's all you are is Nazi propaganda. propaganda. Nazi it's Nazi propaganda. propaganda. This you is the, this is the Aryan Brotherhood. An thought in your life, you have not had an original thought. You have not a, had an original idea that you've actually thought up on your own. Well, that's true. He's ripping off Perry it, too. You're 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 a puppet of evil, which means you're from the synagogue of Satan. Pretty much. Okay. Um, so basically, if you have people... He's, he's, he reminds me of Chuck Missler, except in, in like on steroids. Someone who knows just enough to be dangerous. They know just enough... On Nazi steroids. To, to, impress, to impress their audience. To where like they, they'll say something that the audience doesn't know. The audience, off the top of their head, their, their mind isn't sharp enough to know... To challenge it. So they kind of get them off guard. And then they build off these ahas these quasi or pseudo ahas that are not real shockers and he builds off these shockers one after another then he goes to genesis 10 and then he goes to the talmud and circumcision and conversion and then he goes to the hazars which is after the talmud and the ashkenazim which don't ashkenazi jews are not even until it's because of the region they lived in they're not from there that it's re it's so twisted and dark and ridiculous and foolish and evil. There is no good fruit on that tree. No good fruit on that tree. Yeah, but the point. And, look, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look. We can say that, but the point is, is that we got to educate people on on why. The the point is, we can't just say that there's no fruit on the tree. Obviously, people are getting duped by this somehow, and I'm not sure how. And the point is this: no, that's not what happened. Stalin was not the rise of Stalin in the USSR was not was not because of the Jews. It wasn't because of the European Jews. I'm sorry, that's just wrong. Do you know how many Jews Stalin killed more than Hitler did? So I mean, the idea that somehow. Uh, you know, because uh, you have a couple of prominent uh, Jewish figures who had a lot of money, who were giving money, and Nolan's wrong on all that too. But the fact that you have prominent finger figures in the in the U.S., I'm sorry, he is rewriting history, and he's rewriting history according to the Aryan the Aryan Brotherhood's idea of what history is. So the the point is is that if you want to believe and. As uh, read as I read before by the Jewish scholar up in Ottawa, she tells us that this uh, that this idea that that uh, Satan had sex with Eve and brought about race mi mixing this came about in the in the nineteenth century. Well, there, wait a minute, wait a minute. We should clarify that because there's a <clears throat> probably from the Islam, early Islamic era, so maybe seventh seventh century. We have Perky de Rabbi Eleazar, which is a, a rabbinic midrash that does have this kind of connotation that the, uh, the sons it, of Cain are the wicked people in the world. It's interesting you say that because Nolan so, sa says that the, that the uh, true Israel in, in Israel is actually the Palestinians, that they converted to Islam uh, because they wanted to get away from the, the t attacks. 
So they they uh, converted to Islam. They're the true Israel in Israel right now. So he's super anti-Zionist as well. So are you saying so? Uh, actually, this is interesting. I, I want to explore this a little, little bit. So you're saying that, uh, and when when was this rabbi? Was it a rabbi or an Islamic? Well, it's, a, it's a midrashic. It's a midrashic uh, anthology. It's a compilation of, of midrash. But it's, it's, you know, from post-Talmudic, but pre-Middle Ages, Berkidi Rabbi Eliezer, it, um, it talks about, I haven't looked at it for a long time, but it's that, you know, the offspring of Cain. And some of the, some of the Targums, some of the Aramaic Targums have this idea where, it's, where Eve says, Kaniti, right? I, I, I have acquired a man at Hashem, at Adonai, like with, and then they, uh, I haven't looked at it for a while, but that, that's, that idea comes from rabbinic, you know, and Jewish thought world about the Torah, but it's midrashic. The midrash is full of crazy things that are, that, that people are thinking about while they're studying scripture. Did they meet, did they believe it was literal no, I, I don't think they believed it was literal. Did Yeshua in John 8 say you were, like, literally, there are your genealogy is traced back to uh, Ashkenazi from Genesis 10 or, or, or even back to Cain? No, he's talking about their spiritual appetite, their spiritual birth, their spiritual, uh, who, who they see as their teacher. And they've learned murder and... Um, you know, it's in First John too. Cain was a murderer, right? So the idea of of that murder. So, who are the murderers? Who are the murderers? Yeah, I, I don't see how who you can. The, uh, it's it's it, the Nazis were the murderers, and Stalin and Lenin were murderers. That's uh, you know it's. Yeah, to, to conflate all this history is a, such a sign of ignorance. I would not, I wouldn't trust a, a, a single word this guy would exegete from the scriptures. Oh, yeah. Well, there's He's, no doubt he, about that. Uh, I, and so, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to try to figure out the, their rationality. It's just, it's wrong and dark and twisted. And I, I don't know if there's a way to, you're absolutely right, and the point the point is this: for for anyone who uh, thinks that this might have any validity whatsoever, I would simply say this: this is been long time uh, Nazi sympathizer, Aryan Brotherhood, uh, Christian identity movement teaching, and I mean he's taken it straight out of the out of the uh, Aryan Brotherhood's playbook. This is neo Nazi uh, theology. And that's all. <laughs> the chat room says it's it's BS. It's bad scholarship, no doubt. It's uh, it's not being honest with historical uh, facts. It's not being uh, honest with biblical texts at all. I mean, he's very much conflating this, you it. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of here. I, I you know I was joking. I've got that my water I'm sipping here, and we have the beautiful imagery that we are we are trees, right? We're to bring forth fruit of the spirit. Think Psalm one, Jeremiah seventeen. Yeshua talks about, you know, this tree is not bearing good fruit. It, he's talking about disciples. He's talking about people. 
Okay. In Psalm 1, it says that um, he is a shatul al palgei mayim, transplanted, right, planted by the, the streams of water. What it seems like, this kind of guy, this Matthew Nolan guy, he's dumping sewage into the stream. He's like, it, that's what this is like. It's like he's dumping sewage into the stream, and you've got people out there that are, um, yeah, having now to deal with the sewage in the stream. That's what it feels like. Well, the the interesting thing to me is that you know the the Hebrew roots and Messianic movement came out of a love for Israel and a love for the Jewish people, and want to bring these people to Christ. Um, and what you what you have is that you have. Uh, Basically, I think you have Satan trying to to uh, distract uh, and take people away from the truth within this movement now. And he, uh, this is, I mean, t- to me, this is obviously a teaching of Satan. Yet he's packaged it in a way that it looks Hebrew roots messianic. And yep, it's the enemy. It, it's the enemy is always strategizing on how to steal. How to break in, yeah. how to kill, how to steal. And that's what we're seeing here. It, it moves. What, what this means is, this is, a, this is good news. The good it means news we're doing is, something right. It means that Yeshua's flock hears his voice like he promised they would. That they're learning to walk in his ways. And as they do that, and as that word grows, the wolves start strategizing they start um you know looking for ways to get in there and cause damage um so okay are we finished with this then nolan's a horrible teacher he is a nazi sympathizer uh and uh yeah that's all there is to it um are you done with that rob Done with it? Uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you sure, buddy? Okay, hang it's on just, just a sec. I, I feel like I need to go do a mikvah now. Go take a shower. Check this out. So I want to know this. Creator's Calendar, I put this in your show notes as well. The Hall of Shame. Creator's Calendar, Hall of Shame. This is a Lunar Sabbath website. Down a bit, under new... We have Rob Van Hoff, Torah Resource Blog, Looney Tunes for, of the Sabbath Moon. He's got a link there. And then, um, then the, he, has, he has a thing on, uh, from, from, our YouTube cha- from my YouTube channel as well. Where am I? How do I get put on this list? How come I'm not on the wall of shame when it comes to Lunar Sabbath? Why do you get all the good wall of shames? What can I say, Caleb? I'm better, I will, I'm better I, than you. I, pff- I wanted to be put on the wall of shame for. I'm more, uh, shame, I'm more shameful. I wanted to I'm be more put, shameworthy. You're I wa- not shameworthy enough. I, I guess not. I wanted to be put on the wall of shame for a mighty winds ministry. Have you seen that? That they, but they took down their wall of shame. They still have an enemies, uh, an enemies page though. Uh, maybe I can ask to get on there. And actually, I do. Well, I'll give David Perry this. He has David L. Perry, Th.D. Master's thesis. Entitled Lunar Sabbath Dis- uh, Decisively Refuted. <laughs> uh, so oh. at least uh, at least Perry did something. Uh, decisively. 
Oh, wow. But, I mean, once again, he has THD up there. Lie. That is a lie. 119 Ministries is on here, too. You know, I really feel left out on this. I really do. Oh, I, I, I feel like I need to up my game a little bit if I'm, if I'm on there with those guys. I know. What's going on, man? All right. Are we done then? Um, if you have more questions, more specific questions about Matthew uh, Nolan and or uh, David Perry and their teachings, uh, first of all, the idea that somehow uh, I think that the, that the idea that the, the book of the Torah, uh, people have refuted this and done it well. And if you look at, uh, at Perry's uh, blog site, he has already Melchizedekian priesthood uh, rebuttal. He's up to like number 12. So there's been plenty of people who have responded to this. Second of all, it's just nonsense. It's it's absolute nonsense. It doesn't work. You can listen to our show, Show 51, on the Melchizedekian Priesthood. It is a way to try to get out of keeping things like ZTT, kosher, other things. It's it's a way to deal. It's a way for people who are uneducated to try to deal with the difficult passages of Paul. That's what it is. And Matthew Nolan and David Perry are both up there. A liar about his education, David Perry is, and a, and a Nazi sympathizer, Matthew Nolan is. That's not even harsh words. You heard the clips, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Here, here's a two. If someone comes in, if you start, if you meet somebody and they start talking and they say Satan and Yahusha and what else was there? Hashem, Hashem, and uh, Yahusha. I don't remember Yahusha. So th- this is like their badge of membership, right? But, Caleb, you make a good point that there are some places using Yeshua and Torah. And so don't let that, that – that is not a yeah. Yeah. a badge of, like, good theology just because they're saying Yeshua or – The Christian identity or, movement does it. Yeah. The neo-Nazis right. do it. Right. That's what I'm trying to remind – just kind of recap some of our highlights for today. Um, that is just – Oh, I, 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 that is just vomit and filth. That is vomit. It's really bad. That's hey. really bad. No, no fruit there. Stay away from it. There's, there's no, prayer is the only, prayer is the only thing probably that, that could change that heart. Hey, if God, Matthew, if, you know, or God doing it, of course. If Matthew Nolan has a wall of shame, or uh, you know, like uh, uh, something like that, I, I hope I'm on it soon. I hope this brings me on it, uh, or maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe he'll put me on like a neo-Nazi site wall of shame. I don't know. You know, who knows? Nazi sympathizer. All right, I think that's it. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed some of this. <laughs> uh, you know, look, here's the thing. People always say that we're being mean and rude and all these kind of things. People actually and people actually ask us about this. People have questions on how to combat this. Well, it's easy. The guy's a Nazi sympathizer. I mean, what else do you need? Just don't, uh, yeah, don't. Yeah, spewing put filth. Your mind on, put your mind on the things of God. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, if you have any more questions, any more specific questions, please send them in our way. We don't want to talk about this too much, though. Maybe next week we'll do something fun like a Bible study or something so that we can get our minds uh, rejuvenated and uh, back to where they should be so that uh, we can center our speech and our minds on one thing. And that one thing 
is our great God and Savior, Yeshua the Messiah. <laughs>